The IRS left a message on my cell phone that I owed them more money. It was a taxed message. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Remy Trails podcast. We are on to the next episode of Secrets in Retail. But before we go on, the first thing that I want to do is stop and say, hey, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for spending this time with me. Thank you for indulging my desire to debrief you on the knowledge that I've learned through this process of my career. Thank you for hanging out. If you'd like to support the show, a like and a share, a comment, any of those things are more than enough. If you'd like to take another step, patreon.com forward slash Remy Trails, you'll get some extra rewards other than my undying gratitude. I'm going to give you ad-free episodes, early releases, behind the scenes, and shout outs. Just like this one, to my good pals, Eddie, Adam, Hokius, and L. You guys are my heroes. And that's just the way it is. So today, we are going to have a conversation about my time selling cell phones, if you couldn't tell from the opening pun. But before I get into that, I remembered that there was a fun fact that I wanted to sell, that I wanted to sell, that I wanted to share with you about one of the previous episodes that when you are buying shoes, this is something very important that you want to pay attention to, okay? So sizing. So interestingly enough, we've always been taught that you should have that little bit of extra room right there in the front, like that thumb's width of size. But the truth is the best way to fit a shoe to your foot is actually to make sure that it fits. That extra room, that so-called room to grow, that actually ties, that, that's a money-saving tactic. You buy shoes that are slightly too big, but not so much too big for your kids that they're going to um, fall off. But they're not the right size. The right size shoe is the right size shoe. Your foot fits into it just right. So your toe doesn't press against the top. But um, that extra space is definitely not necessary. And the way that the sizing works, kid sizes are actually just small men's. So depending on the store where you're shopping, You'll get men's sizes that are approximately um, between seven and seven and a half is usually where men's starts and anything below that is youth. And that's because it's, it's sized like small men's. The important part of which is if you have wide feet and you are a woman, this gets really good because women's shoes are sized one and a half sizes bigger than men's. So if you are, let's say an eight in women's size down would be seven. Another half size would be six and a half. You can get a six and a half youth or a seven youth and it's got a D width. And what that means is that it'll fit your foot and you'll be able to pay less money. So little trick for you there. And it was, I was desperate to share that with you. And so now we're going to talk about cell phones. So when I worked in cell phones, um, I started in a local company that had uh, the most brilliant way ever to be able to do cellular service. They had local towers that they built out, so they could offer dramatically 
lower prices for their cell service, but offer comparable service to somebody who wasn't going to leave the area. They were just going to stay in the local area so they could they could charge them really low prices because it was their own tower. So that the, that was one of the most expensive. That's one of the most expensive parts of cell phones is, is using those towers. So they were able to target a very specific clientele, lower income people. And uh, and it wasn't a big deal because they typically didn't travel all of that much. But um, they did have a roaming deal with one of the big carriers. And as soon as that went sideways, uh, their their service tanked. And they lost a ton of customers, but it was really great learning experience. And I was able to go from there to eventually jumping on board with one of the major carriers. Uh, I worked for premium retailers instead of the corporate stores, and I learned a tremendous amount. Now, I are, I'm already the guy that everybody hands their cell phone to to try and get things puzzled out on. Um, it's just kind of like a general expectation that I understand the technology behind them, and people depend on me to be able to help them out with that, tech questions, and so on. But I learned, of course, more of the sales aspect and more of the network aspect and contracts during my time period there. And contracts are, I think, intentionally obtuse. They're meant to confuse in order for the company, of course, to make as much money off of you as humanly possible. But the big thing that I want to talk about here where it comes to my time in cell phones, because there's a few tips and tricks that I could really teach you. Um... But frankly, I, I don't know how f how helpful they're going to be, especially at this point. The biggest tip that I want to offer you is that you want to be checking in on pretty much a monthly basis, if not a quarterly basis, with your local cell phone carrier, somebody that you trust, and ask them about the new deals that they're offering existing cell phone customers. One of the biggest frustrated complaints that I used to get is people get these great deals to switch over, but the existing customers don't get anything. Let's confront the fact that, frankly, companies don't give a fuck how long that you've been their customer. They just don't anymore. Especially when they're a company that offers you the best possible service that's out there. You being a customer, they don't have to convince you to switch. You're already there. Companies are constantly revamping what they're offering. And it's going to continue to change over time here as streaming becomes more ubiquitous and things of that nature. 5G is about to really just turn everything on its head in a very good way. But they're going to be offering new plans to encourage people to get over to 5G and to try to win this race, especially with some companies doing mergers and the the entire industry upheaval that's going to happen that goes along with that. It's just important that you go in and you reassess your plan and your bill frequently. Never stop asking questions. Make sure that you know exactly what you're, what you're agreeing to before you leave, how much it's going to cost and so on, and when you're going to be charged for it and all of that. Um, no, make sure that you know what's going on. And if you feel uncomfortable and you still feel like you don't know what's happening uh, for whatever reason, end the meeting. Don't make the change. And then bring somebody with you who you're confident, does understand it, can break it down, can explain it to you. Or at the very least that you trust will make sure that your best interests are being met. Because at the end of the day, a lot of cell phone carriers are employed by people who are just trying to make a living. And they will do whatever they have to in order to get you to say yes. And sometimes that'll work in your favor. Sometimes it won't. And I want to talk about that from a different perspective, being that salespeople are there to make money. They're trying to feed their families. And if they develop a good rapport with you, 
One thing that you can do to reward those salespeople for doing a great job in helping you with your needs is buy the accessories that they suggest. Get the cell phone case, fair. Get the screen protector, it's worth it. Buy your accessories from that person because that's where the lion's share of their paycheck is coming from. Cell phone stores and thereby their employees make no money on the $600 to $1,000 piece of machinery that you're buying from them. It comes from the new line, the renewal, the insurance, and it comes from the accessories. If your salesperson did a great job and you want to reward them, give them the highest possible score on that survey and buy the accessories from them. That being said, I'm a brand loyalist and I just don't do it. (laughs) Um, Most of the cell phone stores that I shop in don't carry the accessories that I prefer. They don't carry the cases that I like and so I buy them offline. So I'm a hypocrite. But I am approaching this telling you this is how you can reward somebody who's doing a great job with you. That's the way to do it. Make sure that you've got an hour's time set aside so that all of your stuff will transfer over. Get the insurance. It saved my bacon more times than I could possibly communicate. And uh, trust them. These people know what they're talking about, generally speaking. And always make sure you're going over your plan. They're changing them so frequently. Now, for me personally, my family uses tremendous amounts of data. And so we're on an unlimited plan and and I can't really switch off of that right now. My experience with um, cell phones was great. I had a lot of fun with it. We developed bundles and stuff for our customers and I loved being able to help people with their phones and sometimes it didn't go well for me. Uh, They've moved away from what was known as the CDMA network, which was a Verizon exclusive network at one point. It's not something that's being used anymore. Now they're using the GSM or the 4G SIM network and uh, moving over to 5G. Flip phones are a thing of the past, people. Deal with it. They are in the process of releasing a few aesthetic flip phones. You're getting a lot of folded phones, which is really exciting. I'm going to be honest with you. I really thought while I was in the industry that the next big thing that we were going to see were going to be modular phones. I still see a world where you choose a chassis and you pick and choose all the pieces, camera lens, uh, number of camera lenses, camera flash, uh, chip set. So your RAM and your processor, your memory, whether it's onboard or expandable, your charger, like literally everything. And then there were discount, there would be discount versions that you could get at that, at those kiosks that you see and screens could be taken on and off and digitizers. And to me, it seems like it would be just like custom computers. I really thought that was the direction we were going to head in with these modular phones. And then it just didn't happen. I'm bummed about it. Honestly, I think it would have been really dope. I saw a phone once made by the Caterpillar company, the same people that make those bulldozers. Military drop tested, military specs for dustproof, waterproof, shockproof. It was so cool. Never saw it again. Just saw a tester. Guess they didn't think it was going to work. If you're not a tech savvy person and you just want something that's going to work and be durable and make phone calls, Kyocera makes some of the best phones for that. I will tell you, it, 
it is not an old wives tale it's it's not a good idea to use your phone and charge it at the same time but my biggest piece of advice would be lean in cellular technology has the opportunity to make our lives spectacularly easier but also educate yourself on the best safety precautions to take we're going to talk again later at some point about cybersecurity because it's something that i'm very interested in there's a particular tiktoker who talks about it and i'm going to talk about her on a later episode as well and it's going to be it's going to be one of the most important episodes of the show that i ever do best way to support your cellular salesperson buy those accessories thank you again for coming by and listening to me ramble about my life i love you so much i can't wait to see you next time